Welcome back to another week. Oh. Yes, girl. Corey's in LA doing something fabulous for Essence. As always, we love it. I am Charlie Penn. I'm Yolanda Sanguini. And we're happy to be back with you guys. And speaking of you guys, Yolanda, did you see how everybody was really on that self-care journey? Yeah, people. I mean, January is all about reset and refresh. Yes. So, yes. We see you guys listening and doing the work with us. Thank you for sitting in and listening in to our shenaniganry. <laughs> our that. self-care shenaniganry. So thank you for that. Actions do speak louder than resolutions. And we see that you you downloaded, you listened, and you shared your own, um, what you're claiming for 2019 and the work that you're doing. And we, we see y'all. It was a moment. Oh, my God. I'm so excited because this week we announced Black Women in Hollywood. That's our annual um, pre Oscars uh, event in LA that everybody wants to go to and it's so much fun. Um, this year's honorees are Kiki Lane from If Beale Street Could Talk, Regina Hall. Oh my God, Regina. Um, also, mother of Hollywood, Jennifer Lewis. Queen mother. Oh, queen. And Amanda Stenberg. So we have this pre Oscars luncheon in LA every February and we'll see you in LA soon. If that room is always life-changing, y'all. And if then the way these women, black women in Hollywood honor each other, it's always just magical. It's so good. The speeches? The speeches. Ooh. Bring your napkins, your tissue, your Kleenex. All the things. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This week also, I'm so excited. Yes. I'll guess. Girl. You already got a little sample on social media. The clip really made the rounds. We had Ayanna Van Zant. Okay. Ayanna. But remember, when she's feeling Brooklyn, she is Iyanla, okay? (laughs) Iyanla. Iyanla Vanzant talking about season six of her show, Iyanla Fix My Life on OWN. Talking about Robert. Girl, Kelly. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And why he, the problem goes so much deeper than we think. I mean, she really got us thinking on that one. She's always a good gatherer. For the culture. For the, the culture. <laughs> I am <a> gather. <laughs> everybody. Okay. I loved you and me. Everybody. I loved when she talked about how, you know, people, as people, we're always looking for external val- validation from, you know, outside. And we think somebody else can tell us who we are. And she just gathered us for that. And being, a, and you need to be enough. You know, as we see on the show, she's always trying to get people to understand you're enough without all of this. Yeah. yeah. Enoughness. Enoughness. <laughs> we kind of go in about her. Ianla. Is Ianla? Ianla. Isms. Ianla isms. My favorite from this uh, season was trickeration and shenanigations. Okay. <laughs> So we give you a little Ianla glossary also at, at the on the show. But also she talked about how, you know, a lot of stars come on the show. Some of them are not really ready to do the work and becoming spiritually enlightened, grounded, transformed takes a lot of work. Yeah, she talked about how they like sage the space. Yeah. Like they you have to really listen to the work that goes in. They're really fixing lives. I mean, I think sometimes it, that show gets labeled as reality TV, yeah, yeah. but you know, oftentimes we think reality TV is not real. But the when she talks about the work that they do, the application process, yeah. you can't just call her and say, Yana, I'm broken. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do more work than that. Yeah. And I thought that was really revealing. I would love to be on that show, by the way. Me too. Mm. Everyone I'll be like, has a little fixing needed. You know, we all need a little fixing. 
I mean, nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't there something, Yolanda, about being around Yana? You just want to tell her all your business? I t- Listen, I was ready to, like, give her my entire bio. I wanted to be like, can you bless my fingers and my heart and my sleeves and my backpack? Can you just bless can you Can you do a prayer circle for me, please? Yes. Something yes. about her spirit. Like, you know those people who just make you, you're like, hey, how are you? This happened. <laughs> you know, like, you just go right into it. And I love that about her. I think that's why we as a community love her. And even if she says things we don't like, yeah. we know that it's coming from a good place. Yeah. So, Queen Mother Yonla. Queen Mother. So, listen in. Beloved, can we can we hold hands? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we are here in the presence of greatness, <laughs> of truth, <laughs> and ultimately healing. Healing. Mm-hmm. The one and only Miss Ayanla Banzat. <laughs> That's how you start. <laughs> I usually like to throw a little. MF her in there okay. because it's well, but you, I'm gonna respect you. No, you could have done that. All right, Ayala motherfucking Zant is in the house. <laughs> she is from Brooklyn. Yes. I am. She's you know, home right now. I'm home, right in the nation of Brooklyn. I'm good. I'm good. The only thing we're missing is Sage. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we have some sage. Sage is not a Brooklyn activity. Oh, no. oh it's a Brooklyn Dude, What's a Brooklyn that healing? The stick incense that you get from the yeah, guy on the corner. That's you stick true. it down in your plant. Yeah. Yes. yes. Don't be embarrassed in Brooklyn. Yeah, you let the ashes fall in the plant. (laughs) Wait, can I tell y'all, that was in a store recently, and Jillian was like, what is my daughter? She's eight. She was like, what are these? I was like, oh my God, these are incense. Incense. (laughs) I used to live for those things anyway, yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. back. We are filming in the morning. I do want to know, what do you do in the morning when you wake up? The first thing I do, my, the first thing I do is I do. A, I have a gratitude prayer even before I get out of bed. I start with gratitude that I made it to this day. Because as Bernice Reagan Johnson wrote, nobody knows at sunrise if how the day is going to end. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows at sunset if the next day will begin. So I'm grateful, mm-hmm. you know, just to see another day. So I do my whole gratitude thing. And I do the normal thing, you know, pee, brush my teeth, <laughs> make my coffee. The basics. <laughs> the basics, you know. <laughs> Stuff that keeps my black intact. And then I I go immediately to my prayer room. Um, and whatever I'm reading for the day, or if I'm in a hotel, you know, I get in so much trouble because I light my incense and I start cleaning my energy. And, you know, everything is don't smoke today. They don't distinguish one kind of smoke from, from the other. other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I try to make it nice. And uh, usually I pray, you know, and get centered. I'm curious. What is the history of the cleaning the energy? And the, yeah. Well, energy, everything is energy. Every mm-hmm. thought, every word, every, we are energy. You know, we're energy where we are and how we touch. And so, you know, if you, once you get into a certain spiritual consciousness of when, like I see energy, I, I feel it, you know, and I want it clean. And then we emit energy mm-hmm. from our bodies and our minds. So, um, and then in Native American culture, you create energy, you know, that's why you purify your space or that's why you chant or that's why you, 
uh, you know, for, for us, it's pipe, smoke the pipe and create tobacco as a sacred herb for Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in African culture, you know, drumming creates a certain energy, prayer, affirmation. It all creates energy. So everything is energy. Yeah. Do you have a ritual that you do before... You, you tape your show? Oh, absolutely. Ooh. What? Because yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of energy to, to make room for. A lot of energy, okay? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, ain't yeah, yeah. no damn music. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that favorite was, line. That was my Brooklyn spirit. <laughs> she comes up every now and then. I have to, I'll be trying to keep her at bay, but you know, when you don't act right, the Brooklyn spirit, I got a Brooklyn spirit, a Bronx spirit, a Harlem spirit, the grandma spirit. I be working with her. <laughs> um... Yeah, we sage every place that we go to clear it. Um, we make herbal sprays. We spray every person on the team, the the camera people, the sound people. We clear our energy so that we're not bringing our stuff into the space mm-hmm. that the guest then has to navigate all crazy. You know, um, I always I have two prayer warriors in the room, coaches, but they're both ministers, and they're constantly praying. I have people who aren't even on the set. Who are assigned to pray and hold the light and call in the light based on what it is to guess is there to heal or create. So we we really clear the space. And what work do you ask your guests to do before they come on the show? Well, you know what I mean, like to walk in and really be ready to do the, the work. Well, they get a they get a in addition to our very extensive application process, mm. they get pre work mm. home assignment, and then they come, they bring their journal. You know, sometimes they do it and sometimes they don't. And I can tell based on the energy that they put in the uh, homework whether it's going to be a good day or not. Got it. See, people think they can just write me and come on the show and they get angry when I do. they don't get a response to the letter. But if they haven't even clearly articulated what it is they want, what's their vision, what's their intention. And a lot of times after we interview people, we see they don't have the capacity to do the work required. It's not just about come and tell your story. Right. You know, there are a million stories out there. We want to know who's bringing an issue, a vision, an intention that's going to serve the largest number of viewers. The show is for the viewer. It's not for the guests. It's group healing. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Communal. Communal. Healing. <laughs> I mean, we're coming up on season six. Yeah. You've okay. seen a lot of guests um, over the years, but uh, about season six in particular, we watched the one with Duchess and Moon... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Althea. Mignon and Althea. Mm -hmm. Um, But tell me about this particular season. Like, what should we look out for? Who are the people that stood out to you? I don't think it's the people. It's never the people for me. I don't care who the people are. It doesn't matter to me. One of the reasons I do celebrities or public people is because I'm trying to level the playing field. Mm -hmm. There are young girls out there who wanted to be like Duchess, Mm -hmm. who want to be on a reality show, who want to be like Althea. So they need to understand that there's some stuff that comes along with this that is not captured by the camera. So one of the reasons I do public people is to level the playing field. It's not the people that we need to look for, the issues this season, two things, giving away our power and then holding other people responsible for the dysfunction we experience. Mm. That's one. And the other thing this season, really huge generational curses, Mm. how something goes from one generation to the next generation to the next generation and how the generations are now coming to say, heal this so that we don't pass it on. 
Those are the two big issues. And we didn't call it forward. We set an intention for what we want this season to look like. But these are the stories that came forward. There's something we were watching the first episode, and a quote stood out. It was several. Um, <laughs> but um, one was, you said, it's not, and you were talking to Althea, it's not reality TV if it's about you denying yourself. Yeah. Because something we've been talking about, um, for us, it plays up in our, and, and, you know, we're not as public as the you or the people you have in your guests, but, like, social media and the sometimes the lie that social media has. What do you say to people who are, everyday people who are projecting lies in social media? Well, just, you know, social media in general, to me, in many instances, has highlighted or brought to the awareness how mean we are. That's mm-hmm. yes, we are. I just, I, I just, I'm like, <laughs> and don't understand, not jealous, broken. It comes across as jealousy. See, there's only two emotions, love and fear. So if you're not in love, you're in fear, and that fear will manifest as jealousy or angry or bitterness or envy and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. The meanness. So people will dishonor or be dishonest in the external world thinking that it's going to fill a need that they have Mm -hmm. instead of just asking for what they need. You know, I need y'all to say you love me. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Around lunch. <laughs> you know, I but then need... even when they say they love you, though, you part them. of us is like, oh, I don't believe you. Well, you What's know, because about? we're human beings, and that's part of our affliction and our craziness. Mm-hmm. There's never enough. Because we are conditioned and programmed as human beings to be externally referenced. And as long as you're externally referenced, looking for your peace, joy, love, satisfaction out there, there'll never be enough. The work is to get that stuff from the inside, fill your cup, and then live uh, beyond the overflow, you know? So we lie because there's something that we need that we don't ask for. And see, what stuck out to me was when you were talking to the woman from Bridezilla, the mm-hmm. Bridezilla, and right. she was saying, you were saying every woman wanted to be chose, right? right. Because yeah. she's not married anymore. Right. But then it made me think, we also want to be chose by our followers. Yes. It's become this, it used to, you know, be like, we just want to be chose romantically, right? Right. right? But now I feel like that has extended into our need to be chose on social media. Well, you know, every I, day. And it's it, just, it's, it's exhausting. Again, it's a conditioning, it's a programming mm-hmm. where you're seeking external validation because someone to click I like you they don't know you they haven't seen you they don't know you don't know them you ain't seen them they could have you know boogers hanging out their nose they could be a sexual predator or you know a that a thief but they they liking you you understand what kind of craziness and you're refreshing and you're waiting for them to do it please follow me who are you We dishonor, dismiss, and devalue ourselves. That's how we show up on social media. Yes, and so we're that's looking right. for other people to validate us. And then get find ourselves by doing that, find ourselves in a situation that we then can't get out of mm. because we've set it up. The classic victims of our brother R. Kelly. They wanted something, external validation, fame and fortune and a career, thought he could get it, and then found themselves in a situation that they couldn't get out of. Mm. 
Um, but we do it every day. We do it on social media. We do it in our relationships. We do it at jobs. Mm -hmm. We do it everywhere because we're programmed and conditioned to be externally referenced as opposed to internally referenced. Mm -hmm. I don't care who it is, what it is, where it is. You know, I'm getting in here first. You know, my, my students and my friends, they tease me. They say, did you pray about what shoes to wear today? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I don't know how far I got to walk, and I don't want to have on the ones that's going to hurt. <laughs> yes, I did pray about what shoes to wear. Well, you pray about everything. Yep, I do. And not praying to an outside God, but tuning in to the inside wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I said this morning, probably in a company of males, which horrified them, I said, you know, once you lose your underarm hair and you use hair, lose the hair in the private places, wisdom sets in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you don't do things the way you used to. So I don't have no underarm hair. I got wisdom. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna pray about my shoes. The you know what's right? The wisdom, it. right? It comes back in other places because them places are ball. <laughs> But my mind is clear, okay, yeah, as laughing. a ding-dong bell. I'm laughing extra hard because <laughs> I thought I'm crazy because sometimes when I'm going to a new nail shop, yeah. I will sit and think, okay, I need this experience to be positive. Right. And so I think that's like praying. I'm like, I, yes, need, I don't is. need to it go is. to a nail shop and have an issue right. with one of those ladies. Right. No. So I sit and I say, please make this a positive that's right. experience. Internally referenced, right? The DMV, you do it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I need yeah. a positive experience right. as I walk in here. Well, I, I, I go deeper than that. I say, clear the line. Let everybody have what they need by the time I get there. <laughs> <laughs> clear the line. Get more specific. Because I, can, you know, because I can't stay in one place anywhere too long because sooner or later, it's not. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Speaking of that, and you know, we we've been we've been talking a lot on the show about what we're working through this year. Yeah. I'm a very bubbly and positive person. That's mm -hmm. the energy I like to give out. But I find I feel like people are so much uglier now mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. in Trump's America and with everything that's happening. Did you say that word? Yes, I'm the sorry. Occupant of the White House. Okay, 40, 45, the yeah, occupant. We don't, we don't we're right, that you're right. Name. The man who shall not be named again. But I feel like it's harder for me as somebody who likes to give out what I, you know, give back what I give out. I'm not giving anything back. Let me, I want to hold your hands and I want to tell you something that I experienced yesterday on a first class plane. I'm not going to name the airline. And I went in and I sat down. And usually I'm the only fly in the Super Bowl. That means only black person yeah. in first class. <laughs> and I go there and I sit. And I'm usually not dressed in Chanel. I have on my things. And I'm and so I You're got there clothes. and I got to the seat. And the gentleman was there and he looked up at me and he continued being whatever he was being. And then um, I said, excuse me, may I get in there? And so... And he moved, and I he did not get up. Oh. So I had enough sense to turn facing him so that I didn't put my butt in his face. <laughs> and I got over to my seat and squoze around and sat down. And a few minutes after that, he picked up the phone. He, he dialed his phone, and this is what he said. Take a breath, clutch your pearls. He says on the telephone, my neighbor is a nigger <gasps> and probably a dem. What? All I could do was look at him because, and you know, it just, I, first of all, the Brooklyn in you. Okay, what but you? the Brooklyn in me, thank you, Jesus, was not present. <laughs> okay. The Brooklyn 
and me was stuck was in the security lot because there were less TSA agents oh, available. True. So she was still back in the t- in the in the security lot. So it was Madam Bald Armpits Iyanla. Wisdom. wisdom that she needed. All I could do was look at it. Oh my God. And, and I'm really glad that my brain couldn't calculate what to say. <laughs> I really, I just really am. God, you know, protects fools and babies. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at him. I just looked at him. That's all I could do. But what it reminded him, see, I told you. I'm, oh, we need okay, so okay. Let's breathe. Wow. Let's breathe. But for me, it, you know, because there was nothing I could have said or done that would have changed his heart in that moment. Mm. And that came out of his heart. Yeah. But this meanness and this division and divisiveness in the universe has released a legion of minions, mm. you know, that mm. say things like that it's, and do things like that. But I want them to come up and out. I want them so that we can see it and stop acting like we don't know it's there. Mm. And it's going to have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. But we, we can't deal, you know, screaming and scratching and crying and, and looking at, you know, being upset, whether it's that man on the plane or R. Kelly or the occupant of the White House. What else going to do? <laughs> but can bald armpits Ayala teach me how to sit next to a man like that on a yes, plane absolutely. and not be deep and Absolutely, darkened? because I was not going <laughs> to dishonor myself yeah. to, you know— and in the, it was so shocking to me in the moment. My next step would have been to teach or to educate, uh, you know, starting with, is it, but then I'm like, I'm overhearing this conversation. Am I the neighbor? Is it the person that lives next door to him? You know, then my logical Virgo self kicked in. But I would have wanted to say, you know, it really isn't kind or loving to use that word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And particularly in the presence of a person of color. Are you aware of that? But see, then had he like not been nice to me, mm-hmm. I would have just iced. I would have punched him in his face, and then it would be on the social media yeah, blogs. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? So God yeah. was saving me. Yeah, he was. You know, yeah. you have work to do. Yeah. 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 You have to but but we have to learn how to respond to things like that. So my thinking is because my armpits are bald that <laughs> I'm coming up on an experience where that's going to happen again, and I'll have the opportunity to teach. Mm-hmm. Or to heal or mm-hmm. to learn, you know, because they're out there. Don't let that stuff take you out of character. Mm-hmm. You're a Virgo, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. That's I'm not going to let that take me out of character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay? okay. So don't. All right. In the show, uh, Fix My Life, uh, we love you. The mirror you hold up to these people is so clear. Mm-hmm. Two questions. One, how soon do you realize the bullshit that someone has? Oh, okay. Bullshit. I mean, no, because it seems like... <laughs> Bullshitting me, they're bullshitting themselves mm-hmm. because they've called it, you know, my thing, call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. They've called it something, they've named it something, they've dressed it in something. They really, people, you know, bless their hearts. I love them. They really don't know what it is that they're doing, thinking, the way they're being that's creating their problem. Mm-hmm. And so I present it to them. You'll see 48 minutes of two, sometimes three days. Trust me, I present it to them in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. But if, unfortunately, or fortunately for television, the way that you'll see is when I'm here, you know, and not when I'm beloved. Have you considered 
Mm-hmm. Beloved, let me share something with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when the resistance and the fear and the mm-hmm. againstness comes up, I'm like, look, ain't come here for no damn healing. But there wasn't many conversations before, before that. that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You say, not on my own. <laughs> you know, there are many conversations. You know, I usually start at a zero. By the time I get to eight, nine, ten, there have been many conversations. But this particular show with these sisters, that was the first time in my experience on Fix My Life, that I really realized that someone was not there for the healing. Mm -hmm. They really weren't. Mm -hmm. Other people are there for the healing. They just get scared or because they think they have in their mind that they're going on reality TV. And it's, you know, it's going to be this. They don't have any idea of the process. We got a process. Mm -hmm. You know, from the time you get in the door and the coach is saging you to then we standing in a circle praying and you're like, oh, damn, wait a minute. Hold up. This is real. real. Which is what Solo said when he get, when he finished. So this was the first time I realized that someone wasn't here for the healing. And it annoyed me, not angered me. People think it's angry because they don't know how to judge emotions. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do I get angry. Mm-hmm. I will get annoyed or frustrated, but not angry. And it angered me or it frustrated me, annoyed me. No, actually, she angered me because she was sitting in the seat that somebody else could have been in. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do the work. That really... Or needed the work. Yeah, because we get lots of applications, and there were a lot of other people, but we took her because she played the game. But when she's sitting in front of me, and now I see the truth... (laughs) (laughs) You were like, take those lashes Mm -hmm. off, you know? Yes. Oh, he yeah. So just because it was a wasted opportunity, yeah. not because of her. She could have still gotten the healing and the support, mm-hmm. but that's not what she came for. Mm-hmm. So she did. We are all talking about R. Kelly this week. But beyond the man, we're talking, especially here at Essence, where we've been talking about black girls, how we are sometimes not afforded innocence. And... Um, how, you know, it was easier for, you know, the culture not to pay attention to it because had it been some white girls, they say, you know, the phrase, had it been some white girls, he, he would have been in jail or under the jail. Why? Tell me why he would have been in jail or under the jail. Well, I think people think because the community would have probably rallied, not our community, but just the mainstream community would have rallied more around him. I, um, I don't believe the, that the to abuse. be true. I don't believe that to be true. I don't either. I, don't I think believe... about the Catholic that's church. Right. That's right. right. Think about the right, gym, right. gymnast doctor. Right, that's yeah. right. Um, and so the culture overall, not just black, uh, will sacrifice our children. Will yeah, sacrifice our children for again external validation. All of those young girls there um, wanted fame, wanted something that they thought another human being could give them, and their parents wanted that thing for them too. That fame, that acknowledgement, that recognition. Uh, and he represents the, the, the level of abuse of power that is going on everywhere in our society. Yeah. There's a huge situation right now where a person of power is being abusive. That's, all, that's what he did. Not all he did. He abused his power. His power that we gave him because we liked his music. Mm-hmm. 
because he was a famous person, because we thought he had some money and possibility to give us what we needed for the external validation. This, for me, is not about R. Kelly. It's not about those girls. It's about the consciousness that we carry. For me, what he did, I will never condone it. I don't support it. I'm just looking at the broader picture because I want to know. It's no different. R. Kelly and those girls are no different from the mother whose boyfriend is squeezing the breast of her daughter. And when the daughter says it, the mother say, you lying. What's the difference? And as long as we think it's different, we won't address the issue. We'll attack the person. We won't address the issue. We got to address the issue. Yes, we undervalue our girls. We sell our children for fame and fortune. This is going to come back and bite me, so help me, Lord. It's no different that we take our young boys out of college and send them to the NFL mm. so they can make money and buy mama a house. No emotional preparation, no spiritual preparation. Just go out there on the field and bang heads and make some money. Come on now. I'm looking at the issue, not the industry, not the people. We have to take more value of our children and ourselves. And no, it ain't always about the money and the external validation and the fame and the fortune. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I'll shut up. No, I mean, I'm just, we're taking it in. It's very true. And what conversations should we be having with our daughters? That's what I think we've also been talking a lot about with the, ourselves, but also with our daughters, because I saw a lot of celebrities in particular coming out and saying, after I watched it, I went to talk to my daughter. But I wanted to follow up and be like, what'd you say to her? You know, and, or your sons, you know, and all of them. Like, you are beautiful you and you are precious. You are beautiful and you are precious just as you are. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it, what is it that you want to be? You want to sing? Okay, baby, go over there, get that fork in that pot. Let me, come on, let's do a talent show tonight. I remember my niece, my nephews, my, my granddaughters, we had, used to have a Labor Day barbecue. And, you know, there's Native Americans, half of us is Cuban, the other half is Jamaican, Trinidadian, whatever. So we would play the music and teach the girls how to wind. We wanted to teach them how to wind in a family, in a safe environment, so that they didn't have to go do it at the club. All of them have gone to college, none of them have babies outside of marriage. All of them are with decent boys because we didn't shy away from having hard conversations with them, teaching them how to value their body. You don't need somebody to tell you. You want to sing? Let's have a talent show. Come on, sing. You understand? Instead of making it about the fame out there and the money out there. Do you feel, is there any part, uh, I hear you, um, is there any part where a parent could say, but I was just trying to do what I thought I had to do for my daughter. Absolutely. You know? And I hear that. I, I, there were things that I thought I needed to do for my children that I did that jacked them up. <laughs> you know, that's a mother's job. Mess your kids up. <laughs> Keep the therapist in business. <laughs> you know? Yes. But safety. I want to know how many mothers of those girls were sexually violated. Mm -hmm. I want to know. So they're... they're perceptions were off or their um, tolerance. And I just want to know, you know, because that's another generational, generational curse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Generational, yeah. yeah. And also, they were work. You know, you're working two jobs. You're trying to support your children. You, they, I also think they just weren't aware. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why it's been hard for me to even think of placing any blame. It, but it's not about blame. This is not about blame mm-hmm. because that's how everybody's looking at this. Lock him up. Stop his music. How is that going to help those women heal? Yeah. We need to get him healed and whole so he can sit in their face and acknowledge what he did because denial is what's keeping them sick and crazy. Mm-hmm. His denial. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, and I want to know from them, tell me why you didn't tell. What was going on that you didn't tell, that you didn't feel safe to tell? Because that's what we have to yeah. clean up, that our girls don't feel safe to come and say, he touched me, mm-hmm. or they looked at me, or this is what happened, mm-hmm. or, you know, I want to I wanna sing and I'm willing to do, you know. I, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the problem. Yes, yeah. Oof. Before we, we wrap up, I do want to say though, oh, trickeration and shenanigations. Yes. <laughs> Forthcoming on Essence.com will be a glossary. You have to put trickeration and conflama. 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 Which is confusion that leads to drama. Conflama. And I don't know if you heard it here. She said crazy men. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy men. Yeah. Crazy. What crazy about men? enoughness? Enoughness? <laughs> this is your big help vocabulary, y'all. Yes. To do the work. Okay? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, but I was telling the ladies uh, last week, and I want to say congratulations, but I also had a moment. Um, I received in the mail the 25th anniversary of Acts, Acts of, of Faith. Faith. Yeah. Woo. Congratulations. 25 Acts years. Of Faith lived in the number one position on the Essence bestseller list for wow. three years. And now she's 25 years old. So I definitely wanted to bring her home. Essence is her home. She was born in Essence. She lived in Essence. Essence lifted her. And now, you know, she's here to celebrate. Is she going to be an app, though? Okay. Because, you know, I don't have time to read all. She's going to be a tour. Oh, a tour. I'm on tour next year. This This year, actually. 33 cities. I'm going to go. The Acts of Faith remix tour. Oh. Is that exclusive? Did we know that? I don't know. That's an exclusive. Exclusive. (laughs) Wait a minute. It's it's an exclusivation. It's an exclusivation. Put that in the dictionary. An exclusivation. Thank you for New York. I'll be there. See you in the front row. I know you'll have some seats. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to add one word to the the glossary. Okay. Triary. Triary. Okay. The act of trying. Right. Me. Okay. Triary. Okay. I got that. There's a lot of triary. Which is a dangeration (laughs) to your well being. (laughs) Don't triaration me because that's a dangeration. Triary is an epidemic. We re-round that so many times. <laughs> you're like, you're not going to come in my house and not know say how to say name. my name. <laughs> Please and thank you. Thank you for so much. <laughs> Every day. You make healing so accessible. Yes. yes. You know, humor is my magic. Mm. because until we can laugh at ourselves, we'll take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're not taking, we're taking ourselves so seriously, we don't have a place for God, the angels, or the mm-hmm. ancestors. So you got to laugh at yourself. Because you know what? I am hysterical. <laughs> I'm just, I, I need help. Wait, so, <laughs> if you're our mirror, who's your mirror? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. My mirror, I think, 
would be, well, there, there are a couple of them. Mm -hmm. I think one would be Queen um, Nefertiria, is mm -hmm. my mirror. Queen Hatsaput is my mirror. Um, Harriet Tubman mm -hmm. is my mirror. Um, Madam C.J. Walker is mm -hmm. my mirror. Because I look at them, not at their face or their color, but I look at their issues and their challenges and the grace and elegance with which they move from them. I look at what I can learn. You know, Harriet Tubman had epilepsy, and it didn't stop her from taking people on the Underground Railroad out of slavery. And, you know, we got a pimple on our face and can't get to work on time. <laughs> no, what the hell? Madam C.J. Walker, you know, taught us how to a level of beauty and stuff, not because she was ashamed of her naps or because her hair wasn't, you know, acceptable, but because she was showing to take what you have and use it in a way that serves and supports people and put some dollars in your pocket. Mm -hmm. I like that. You understand? Mm -hmm. um, so th those are my mirrors. Or when we look at the queens of the ancient old ways where they really weren't accepted it, where this queen had to dress like a man to be in the army to save her people. Come on now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those are my mirrors. Mm -hmm. I like uh, Barack Obama calls it descendants of ideas. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know who else is a, a, a mirror for me? Not only a mirror, but just an a anchor and a, and a rock is Susan L. Taylor. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. Mother, queen, my she queen mother. She taught yes. people how to say my name. I know people think it was Oprah, but it wasn't. It was Susan L. Taylor who put me on the cover of Essence magazine in 1988. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oprah saw me on the cover of Essence, mm -hmm. you know? So that's another mirror for me, the quiet elegance. It's also what we like to call a receipt. receipt. <laughs> oh, yeah, a receipt. That's a receipt. I have receipts. I have one show where I do receipts because they told me, but I tell the guests, I have receipts. Yes. For days. Okay. And I have street cred. Did you know CBS, I have yes, CBS yes. receipts? Yes, okay. You know the law? <laughs> but she also said she has street cred. <laughs> street They're cred. Like, what are they talking about? <laughs> now, this show is over. <laughs> Are they still here? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Giving so much to and us. And let me say, I love you all. Aww. I love your youth. I love your beauty. I love that you all have different perspectives and different approaches. And, I'm, you know, how you work together and mesh together. I love it. I really appreciate you. I want you to know that. Thank, Thank you. So much. Thank you. My heart is full. Yes. <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a fun. Special thanks to our guest, Iyanla Van Zandt. And be sure to talk to us, y'all, on use the hashtag YesGirlPodcast on all social platforms. And Charlie has a little request. Can we get some more Apple reviews, my loves? Please. Love That's food for the soul. Good, bad, or otherwise, just talk to us. We love a good Apple review. It's been a while. And, you know, well, I asked for 500 reviews for Christmas. We got them. And now I want 1,000 for 2019. Thank you. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Podcast.